Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And for this episode, we are coming to you from our balcony on the lovely Explorer of the Seas on our seven-night Alaska sailing. I am joined, not quite at the table. <laughs> sort of, behind me. I, I think we could describe it as huddled in a corner. <laughs> behind me and to the left. <laughs> Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Again, welcome. Uh, Again, obviously, we are not in the studio. We are on our balcony, uh, on our cruise ship, sailing through, what are these waters here? The Northern Pacific. The Northern Pacific, uh, on our seven-night Alaska sailing. This is part two. Uh, Last time, last week, we talked to you about the itinerary that we're on, our seven-night Alaska cruise. We talked about going to Juneau and Skagway and our day visiting the glacier, as well as upcoming stuff that was going to happen on our cruise. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the ship and life on board the ship and things we experienced so far as far as food and service and things like that. So before we go into detail, let's talk a little bit, let's get a general idea of how the cruise has been. Kevin, you go first. I've had a really good time. I love an Alaskan cruise. This is our second one. And if you said you want to do it again, I would be happy to join again in a heartbeat. Uh, Yeah, I think it's great. I agree. Tracy, what about you? Overall opinions? I love an Alaska cruise. I love cruising. I wouldn't say this has been my best cruise experience. Fair enough. We'll get into some details about that. Uh, I'm concerned. I've had a fantastic cruise. Everything has been great. I really like this ship. The Explorer is a size ship that I, I'm really comfortable with. Uh, a little bit smaller than the Freedom class of ship, but still the sort of the same. This is a Voyager class ship. Correct. Sort of the same. Um, layout basically with the promenade and uh, where things are in the same type of restaurants and stuff so i enjoy this ship very much and we've had a good time so we're going to talk a little bit about our experience in general we last show we talked about embarkation and how embarkation was possibly one of the worst things that you could ever experience ever <laughs> it was people yelling at you and you sort of you know feeling like a third class citizen trying to get on this cruise ship and we talked about the fact that it's a lot of that is because they're not royal caribbean employees they are subcontractors they are people that they bring on for this particular job in this port so we kind of give them a little bit of a pass for that. These How, are not people looking to enhance your vacation right. experience. They are looking to move people through like cattle. And let me just finish that. My last thought was, you know, again, we, we give them sort of a pass for that. However, I always feel bad for the first-time cruiser right. and the person getting on and not realizing that this is not what the rest of your cruise is going to be like. Right. I would agree with that. And I hope that that's from people listening to us talk about these things, uh, because we've talked about it before, and just kind of realizing this is kind of par for the course in cruising, unfortunately, unless you're at a dedicated port, Disney's Port Canaveral, Fort Lauderdale, where they sail, uh, Royal Caribbean sails, the Allure and the Harmony. These are dedicated ports, and I find they've gotten the operation down a little more smoothly. Right. Um, But it's in these temporary ports. There, 
they there's room for improvement. Even to the point of trying to, we had hired a car service to get us to the port, it seemed chaotic. Once we got here, uh, people directing us in different directions and lines and getting our luggage taken out. So, you know, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Right. We're on the cruise. We're having yeah. fun. So that's just something to be aware of, that this could be your first experience with a cruise line, with a cruise ship. It is not indicative of the rest of the cruise. So, um, in general, uh, I am, like I said, I'm really having a great time. When we got on this cruise, or even before we got on this cruise, Kevin and I decided this was going to be our vacation. We weren't going to run around, and we weren't going to try to make, you know, uh, plans to meet up with a whole bunch of people, and we weren't going to do shore excursions. We were just going to enjoy ourselves. And so far, that's kind of what it's been like for us, eating when we wanted to eat. Do what we want to do. So just enjoying our time in general. Kevin and I are in a suite. We're in an owner's suite uh, stateroom. That gives us access to certain things like the concierge lounge. Gives us a little couple of extra perks for being in a suite. We are also Diamond Plus. That is our loyalty level. That also provides us with some additional perks. There's a special Diamond Plus lounge. So in the evening, there's cocktails and there's hors d'oeuvres and things like that. So I recognize the fact that our experience is maybe not the typical experience on any cruise because we have reached these certain levels and we do stay in a suite. So, you know... It's, so you're interested to hear from the other half? No, I just... What I want to say is... <laughs> Come on. You make it sound like you do... Poor Tracy. Poor, poor Tracy. She had a butler. Yeah. But I just want to say to people, if you hear us talk about the fact that, you know, we kind of lounge, we're going to talk about dinners and how we sort of just show up to dinners and go there. It's a perk of being in concierge. You know, you don't have to do that crazy, make that reservation and worry about, you know, we kind of show up where we wanted to eat and we ate. So I want to make sure people understand that that's why our experience is our experience when we talk about some specific items. Okay. Done with the preamble. I'm in an inside stateroom, and I will say as far as square footage, there's two of us. Um, We're good. You know, there's enough room to put our stuff away. We're not, you know, nothing is, we're not tripping over anything or tripping over each other. Um, As far as the the space, the use, I feel like we got exactly what we paid for. Okay. Um, Are you able to put your luggage under your bed? We are. Okay. Yeah, and that makes a big difference, too, when you can get that out of the way. Um, Lots of closet space. Uh, what I would consider enough drawer space, a little bit of a of a vanity. The bathroom is a decent size. It's all in one. It's not a split like people used to Disney may have. Um, what I do like is that the shower is a stand-up. Yes. And we make fun of it. It's a capsule. The doors kind of close around you a little bit. It's a little bit like a tube. But because it's round, it gives you a little bit more space to move in it. Yes. As opposed to having the little tub shower with the curtain. is not my favorite thing. I agree. So definitely enough space and i knew exactly what i was getting into so it's not actually, like yeah, we've actually sailed in rooms that had those we have. I, i'm a big boy and i don't find them that right confined yeah. there's enough room to shower yeah and i realize this is the ongoing debate we prefer the single ba- bathroom we don't like the split bathroom that's on the disney ship we find them too small and not really convenient again personal preference right and so I will say this is my fourth Alaska cruise, and that's why, um, and because it was a group and it was a little bit of a work cruise for me, I didn't feel the need to go to balcony on this one. 
Um, so, and it, because on an Alaskan cruise, you can really jump in price hmm. from an inside to an ocean view to a balcony. There's, there can be a big gap. So I didn't feel the need to do it on this cruise. I would say if it's your first Alaska cruise, I would strongly suggest a balcony um, at minimum. You can get a window. You can have an ocean view. It's not the same. Um, I think a balcony. And so if that means that maybe we're going to wait another year to do the cruise, right. I think the balcony in Alaska would enhance your cruise experience. Now keep in mind, if you're looking for a large veranda balcony, um, as Johnny said, we're in a suite. Right. And our balcony is actually fairly small. We have friends who are staying in smaller suites, smaller, less expensive suites, and have balconies twice the size of this. And, you know, if you're looking at where we are now on this balcony, this would not be your typical balcony size either. Like, this would probably be maybe half of what a regular veranda stateroom would have as a balcony. Um, so this is a little bit bigger, so just to give you some perspective. So that's one thing I would suggest when you're on an Alaskan cruise, look at that veranda. The other thing is, some of you may recall me talking about my Oasis Sweet Class experience. Um, and having now experienced that, I can really see the difference when you don't have it. Yes. So your room key is a different color, so it might be a difference as far as how you know, the, the guy in the lounge taking your order treats you. And it's not, it's very subtle. I'm not talking about anybody ignored me because my card was blue. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm just saying, I think I realized this cruise that when you're opting for a suite, it's about more than the square footage. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's an interesting point too, because I was having this conversation with Kevin. I said, because we cruise so much, there were little things that I don't think people would have noticed. Exactly. And I'm going to say something so, so petty. People are just going to scream at me. We entered our stateroom, and there was no pen. And there was no of a specific paperwork we needed. And something else was missing, very minor. And I said, being on other cruise ships, this is supposed to be here. We needed the list to do a load of laundry. We right. were looking to put laundry in and couldn't find the paperwork. So it was little details that were missed. Yeah. And I think that happens when you cruise a lot and that you get that level of expectation that this is what's happened on other cruise lines. This is different now. Right. So I notice it more. And not even lines. Like I'm finding a difference in the ships. Like I'm not finding things are not consistent oh, yeah, here absolutely. that we've experienced in other Royal Caribbean yeah. ships. I would say, and I think I've said this before on the show, sometimes I think when you cruise, the ship is the star. Or the itinerary is the star. Yep. And I think this is a good example of the fact that Alaska is the star of this cruise. The ship is almost secondary. See, now I and disagree. And I think the ship shows it. I love the ship. Yeah. I really do. You it could be you because... You don't find I, like, there's like, maintenance issues. Like, I'm I finding don't. a lot of things where... Like, I'm finding there's been a lot of... Like, I've been in bathrooms where there's one, one particular stall that's been out the entire cruise. Wow. I go into one bathroom and three of them have been out of order. That's three of the stalls have been out of order the whole time. But see, but I just... travel only in the concierge hallways <laughs> and only in the concierge bathrooms. And the yellow brick road. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just finding little things right. like that. I notice little things with the staff themselves as far as service. Um, I just There's little things to me that feel off from other Royal Caribbean experiences I've had. And I also think it's me now cruising now that i've experienced suite level right and when you're cruising without it you start to realize it never occurred to me before about all the what are the the intangibles mm. you know all the other things it's, it's it's about more than just the square footage and so what i would say is that if you're cruising 
at a price considerably lower than maybe what some other cruise lines are doing, and we talk a lot about Royal Caribbean versus Disney. Um, there's a reason for that, and there's got to be some give somewhere. So I don't want you to, you, you can't expect bargain basement value pricing and first class service. They don't go together. Hmm. And so. it's It makes me sad that someone else would not get the same service because of how they booked. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I appreciate that, that you're saying, yeah. you know, listen. And it's not that it's bad. Like, don't get me, like, right. it's not like anybody saying, oh, you stand over there. It's not like that. It's just I've seen a different level. Gotcha. And it feels, and I mean, and sometimes I'm finding service issues when nobody knows what color my card is. So it's not like it's only, and I could be way off base. It's just kind of some observations I've had. This so week. Let's, let's explain that a little bit. Uh, based on the stateroom you're in, you get a different color card. And because we're in suites, our card is gold. And Tracy's not in a suite, and our card is blue. So you feel that when you take out your blue card at, say, a lounge or a bar, that someone is now prejudging you. No, not pre. You know what I think it is? I don't find that when, when I take out my blue card and I order a drink and I'm sitting down, it's all okay. Okay. But when I've been at a table, we have friends of ours sailing on this cruise that have the gold card. They're in the suite. Yeah. When they're at the table with us, the service elevates. It's better. So it's not like mine is so terrible. It's just that I find that it elevates. You know, so it elevates. Once. That's interesting. And I, I found it in specialty restaurants. Hmm. Um, you know, when we're at the table with, it, it elevates beyond. And maybe it should. And I'm not, I'm not kind of haven't decided yet whether I think it's right or wrong. Right. Maybe it should. Maybe this is part of what you pay for, for the sweet experience. I you know, Waited a little bit. You go to Disney. You can stay at a value resort. You can stay at a deluxe resort. You can stay in a regular room. You can stay in a club level room. So maybe this is part of the service that you pay for. Gotcha. Maybe it is. But interesting. It is interesting. And one of the things I mentioned too was because we are sweet guests, there's certain perks involved in that that other people don't get. I talked about this. We have not eaten in the main dining room any evening because we can go to specialty dining every night. And just show up and get a table. There's another function to that. Right. Well, I was going to get to that next. But just let me just say real quick, because of this, I believe we get into the restaurants because of the suite. Right. We can call concierge. We can get a reservation the same day, that sort of thing, where other people can't. And you've said that, where you or someone else said that, they tried to get a reservation, and the earliest time they could eat was 830, and we just walked in whenever we wanted to. Right. Yeah, that's definitely a perk of the suite. And I think that should be. A perk of a suite. And so it's not saying that, you know, that I'm less than because I didn't. It just means that I'm getting the service level I paid for. Gotcha. And you're getting the service level you paid for. Gotcha. Um, So, Kevin, talk about the thing you were going to talk about. Actually, we forgot about it. A while back, we got an email that there's some internet provided with the owner's suite. But they have what they call Voom which is the high-speed internet across the Royal Caribbean fleet. And you can get it from one device, two devices, I think up to five devices. And we were, uh, I received an email that the Voom internet package was 40% off. And there's a couple of dining packages you can buy. You can buy three of the uh, a, a package that includes three meals at the... Specialty restaurants. Specialty restaurants. Well, I got something that apparently was 
an ultimate dining package, and that was 40% off. It was some sort of promotion I signed up for. And now that we've been talking about it some, I remember sitting down and thinking, would we get our money's worth out of this? Well, we have found that for us, the money was just perfect. And there's, you don't pay for anything. So what happened was it was a package where we could upgrade to the Voom Internet and get the unlimited dining package, which meant that every single specialty, don't yawn, they can see you. I can't help it. I'm sitting on a balcony on a cruise ship, and it's like the most peaceful place on earth. We can go to any specialty restaurant, either for lunch or dinner, the entire cruise, and it was included in our price. I, you know, I equate it to deluxe dining when Disney has deluxe dining. Without the 180-day reservations. Right, without the 180 was exactly what it was like. Um, and the specialty restaurants have fixed pricing, uh, Giovanni's Table and Chops. Chops. So there's a fixed service charge. However, there's another place we love called Azumi. Azumi is the Japanese-style restaurant, sushi. They have a hot rock. They have soup. And this is a la carte. And it turns out we could eat anything we wanted at Azumi, and it was covered in this unlimited dining package. We certainly got our money's worth out of that. <laughs> I mean, as a matter of fact, I think they probably want us to leave in Canada. Sir, right. so please get off the ship because <laughs> we're losing money on you. So that was a plus of the whole thing. But I think the concierge added to the fact that we could get into right. those right. restaurants. If I can mention the dining packages for a second. Uh, we had gotten some of the emails as well to order the dining packages ahead. We wouldn't have been interested in the, un- in the ultimate uh, we were looking at the, the three restaurant package, and we ended up pur- purchasing it on board. The reason we didn't do it in advance was you couldn't, if you buy a package in advance, you can't book all your restaurants in advance. Oh. So they tell you where you're going the first night, and then once you're on board, you book the rest. If you want to book your specific restaurants in advance, you need to. You can't take a package. You have to pay for them all a cart. Oh, okay. Right? So that was one of the reasons that we had, and then we weren't really sure if we were going to do it or not. So we decided to do it on board. But that's one thing to know about the packages. But I can tell you, for the most part, everybody that I'm seeing and that I've been talking to have been able to figure it out. And all through every day at, in, in the Windjammers and different places, they've been offering us reservations for the specialty. Yes. <laughs> so I think they're available. So Please come and eat here. So I don't think you should let that deter you. I agree. Because it's a good deal. Like we got, um, excuse me, three restaurants for $75. So Tops is $39, I think. Um, Giovanni's is at least that. And if we decided to go to Azumi, we would get a $50 credit. Right. So good value. It's almost like getting paying for two and getting one free is how it worked out. I agree. Right. Yeah. I agree. We liked ours very much. Let's talk a little bit about the food. Uh, again, we did not go to the dining rooms. So we can't talk to the dining room food. I'll let Tracy do that. But in the specialty restaurants, uh, again, the food has been great. Uh, we love Izumi. Been there many, many times. Can't say enough good things about Izumi. Fantastic quality. Fresh fish, fresh sushi, fantastic stuff. We've been to Giovanni's Table now for lunch and dinner. Both times, great meals. Fantastic meals, great service, everything was great. Our one misstep and our one failure was chops. Yeah, we've we done the same thing. Kind of have come to the conclusion that this will now be the third sailing 
where chops was not to our liking. And a third, three different chips. Three right. different chips. So we kind of come to the conclusion that we just don't like it, and we're just not going to go. This is supposed to be a high-end steakhouse. It used to be. It used to be. I keep every like we keep doing it now. The same thing. Last two or three sailings, and we keep trying to get that first or second experience back. Yeah. Where it was, the sides were amazing. You ordered a smaller piece of meat because the sides were so right. good. Um, you had a great cut of meat. None of that is happening. I agree. And it's like I like you had mentioned. It was. It's not just the ship. And we were there for lunch and for dinner at different times than you. So it's not like we were all at the same right, table. Right, right, right. And had the same experience. Service issues. I had service issues and chops both times. Um, I actually got a baked potato and chops. I was looking forward to it, and they brought it out. And I buttered it. I put butter on my potato, and the butter sat there. <laughs> like still in the square. And, and I called the manager over, and I said, I've had this potato now for four or five minutes. And he said, and there's a problem? And I said, well, do you see that the butter hasn't melted? He said, oh, well, the butter's very cold. <laughs> it's not the potato's not hot. It's yeah. the butter's Our too cold. Fault is that the butter was too cold. Yeah. So, you know... I always feel bad because I feel bad that someone has experienced this for the first time and they think to themselves, well, this is, you know, a bad experience and I'm not happy. We're able to roll with the punches and go, you know what? Chops isn't for us anymore. We're not going to go anymore on any cruise line. I agree. The other stuff has been great. Tell us about the dining room food. We've done the main dining room twice. Uh, We did it the first night and we did it a couple nights ago. We had done it. Um, I've actually been okay with it. I have to tell you, though, my expectation is low on Royal Caribbean for the main dining room. And I don't know. It sounds like it's a shot at Royal Caribbean. And I guess it is, but it's not. Because Royal Caribbeans, they're all about the revenue stream once you're on board. Yes. So they're about you upgrading to specialty restaurants. There's a lot of variety in specialty restaurants. Buy the drink of the day. Right. right. The buffet is going every night, so I could eat at the buffet. So the main dining room isn't the only game in town. Yeah. Whereas on a Disney ship, if you're not eating in the main dining room, you could you have Apollo and stuff, but it's not the same level. Right. So I think main dining room on Disney is kind of specialty level on other ships. And that being said, I mean, Disney main dining rooms had some misses too. So, you know, it's not a necessarily a fair comparison. So my expectations are kind of low for any other cruise line's main dining room. And I would say on this one, we were surprised. I found that we had good food. Um, the only exception would be we went to the main dining room for lunch. And because I have, I've mentioned before, I have some special dietary needs, I thought it would be easier for me to go to lunch where I could order from a menu. And the food quality was terrible. Oh, that's not good. Um, the service was worse. It was a real, so we never did it again. And that's something that we would normally do most of the cruise. We was, it that, was it that Brasserie 30? It is that. And that part of it is okay. Yeah, because they do a really great um, uh, buffet of uh, uh, like salad. salad. Yeah. yeah we and do what they'll do is you get a, a I always want to say a cast member, but you have one of the uh, staff and they put your, you know, you choose your greens and they put, you choose yeah. your veggies and they cut it out. It's a really great fresh salad. So really good. There's a couple other things you could choose. But the menu but items. order from a menu as right. well. Um, and I will say, the guy that was making our salads, I mean, Chris and I each, we had different guys. They could not have been less interested in me and my salad <laughs> if they tried. Like, if they were reading a book, they maybe would have looked more interested. And it was just, this is just kind of, it was like, like, hello, look at me maybe when I'm talking to you. Just just that. Don't even speak. Just look at me. 
I'm very easy to impress. Acknowledge me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so funny. there's just like little things like that. So we didn't go back there for lunch. We've done Windjammer several times. Now, you, you, we talked about this ahead of time. Once we tried to go into Windjammers, and it was like the New York subway. Yeah. It was yeah. so hectic it's and so crazy. It's survival of the fittest. <laughs> it really is. It's a little survivor-like. Um, it's the busiest Windjammers I've seen on any ship. So we love Windjammers, too. But I but, will tell you uh, this. It beats the Oasis Windjammers, hands down. Wow. Because that Oasis Windjammer is so weirdly... Yeah. Shaped and seems small for that size ship. So with this one, there it's a really really big space. So they're trying. I mean, there's lots of tables, and they the internet wasn't working in there. And I don't know if it's purpose to kind of get people oh, to not hang around a little bit. They were making announcements to say, you know, you've enjoyed your meal. Please move on so somebody <laughs> else can have a table. Uh, so there was a lot of that. You don't have to go home, right? But you got to stay here. Exactly. But you know, we've been happy with the food quality that's been coming out of there. We were having lunch there the other day, and the gentleman in charge of you know uh, white shirt. So officer in charge of Windjammers was coming around to tables asking people about their experience, what they liked, what they didn't, how they would rate it. Um, so I felt, and I had some some constructive criticism for him. And I felt like he was taking notes. He was writing it down. Like I felt like he was oh, wow, okay. he was interested in, in kind of, it was a give and take conversation. So I don't think it's for lack of intent. Like I think, you know, they're trying. But we've liked the food. I will say that. Yeah, we usually like Windjammer. We usually go to Windjammer. It just was so hectic and so crazy. I would say this feels like the fullest ship I've been on in a real long time. Wow. Yeah, we were on the Oasis. We were on the Oasis with 6,000 other people, and it didn't feel as busy as this ship. I think it's a little bit smaller, a little less places for people to be, more families. Plus, the weather hasn't really been good. Right. Yeah, so that's a lot of people inside. Right. Well, there's yeah. nobody out by the pool. The, uh, right. We noticed that the other day. It was The first yeah. couple of days were... Uh, Drizzly and cold, right? So everybody was indoors. Yeah. A lot more families on this cruise than I've experienced in other Alaska cruises. Yeah, a lot of I people. think part of that's the date because we're in July, mm-hmm. where we tend to be more shoulder season when we're doing it. And so normally on a cruise, the kids are if they're not in the kids club, they're out of the pools, they're up on deck, and it's just been a little chilly to do that. So I think it's more people in it's weird less to inside walk space. Along that deck and see that no one's out there. Yeah, right. That's weird. right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the stuff that they do have for folks uh, if they don't, you know, because they're too cold to go in the pool or right. whatever on a maybe on a sea day. Um, one of the things I've been watching the cruise compass every day, twice a day, there's a movie right in the yep. theater, and these are first run movies. We we did um, the one day afternoon we came back from Port Early, and we watched Beauty and the Beast right in the theater. There weren't there weren't a lot of people there. Did you I like thought, it? We did actually, and we thought, well, this is a nice touch. We hadn't seen the movie before. Um, they played. I know they played Lego Batman movie one day. Mm-hmm. Kong uh, Skull Island yeah. was one day. So I thought that was a nice. And I was saying to Chris, I think before Disney, it never would have occurred to a cruise line to mm-hmm. play a movie. They and what a right. cheap way to entertain people. Right. Because they're going to put these movies on their movie channel anyway. Right. So they've yeah. got them. They've got rights to play them, so they might as well play it. And they're also having a movie, a TV movie of the day. Yes, I've watched it. they make it for free on the TV in the room. Yep. Um, 
always, every time I open the compass, every time I open the door and hear the cruise director, there is trivia somewhere. Mm -hmm. There's bingo somewhere. There's... um, They've been doing dance lessons. Dance lessons, sushi making lessons. Spa appointments, cupcake decorating. Yeah. So I think they're really trying hard and doing their best to make sure that there's activities for people every day. Um, So I don't think there's a lack of stuff to do if you can't sit by the pool or you can't swim in the pool our room is near the library card room and it's a fairly small space with tables and chairs and there are books that you can borrow for the cruise if you wanted to and normally this is the quiet place quietest place on the entire ship so when we saw it it was near our room oh this is great this is where we can set up the laptop in the morning answer some emails perfect it is the busiest place on the ship. Wow. <laughs> Again, there's nobody outside. Right. So they have, like, you know, they have games in there, like checkers and chess and different games and cards. So people, you know, kids are all gathering around and playing. Or we've noticed a lot of um, extended adult families, you know, playing bridge or, or different card games. It's become the busiest spot on the entire yeah. ship. Yeah. So, again, people will make their own fun. You know, I've seen a lot of people with a deck of cards, you know, playing cards. And that's the great thing, reading a book. Just relaxing. Just relaxing. Um, the ship has a promenade, has the Royal Promenade, mm-hmm. which is shops. Um, there's some places to eat down there. There's a pizza, and there's a pub where you could go to. This is a little bit smaller than the Freedom and obviously on the Oasis and the Allure. This was actually where it started. The Voyager-class ships were the first one to have the promenade, and then they... Uh, it seemed to grow exponentially with the Freedom class ships, mm-hmm. and then they built the Oasis. Right, and, so they do thing, and they do things like there'll be a parade. Mm-hmm. There'll be characters out there. Special sales. Yeah. Yep. Special sales. Surprisingly, on this ship, a couple times now we've walked through the promenade, and there's people serving food. Yeah, like One randomly. Day sandwiches. Really? There was people serving soup the like other day. Sub sandwiches, and then yesterday when we were walking through the promenade. There was a man, and he had two giant terrines of salmon chowder and seafood chowder. And these are just for everybody, and I've not seen that before. I thought that was kind of cool. They might not have been employees. They (laughs) might just have been guests. You sure it wasn't a group, and you... Busted on a <laughs> private experience. No, he was right, right on the promenade. <laughs> and I walked by and looked at it, and he said, Sir, would you like some soup? And we were, yeah. had, wow. eaten. We had eaten 45 minutes ago, and we were going to eat another eat in an hour. <laughs> Exactly. This <laughs> is the way this cruise has we been. We have been eating a lot. Yes, yeah. it's been a lot about food, this cruise. Um, so, again, a lot of stuff to do, a lot of stuff to keep you busy. I want to talk a little bit about the kids' club. We mm-hmm. obviously don't have kids with us. So we're not experiencing it, but someone in our party does have a child in the kids' club, and we have heard more than once that it has been a struggle to get him out of the kids' club. So unusual, right? He is loving it. And he's not a kid who normally would. Right. Um, I know the first day, I always make it a point of going to see the kids' club when I'm on a new ship. Uh, before they open it up and then you're just creepy because you're in the kids club but so before the creepy point i go and i always look around it looks sparse let me tell you like it looked like i understand that they're doing something different and i apologize if i have this wrong i understand that every hour there are three activities and the three activities are broken up into 20 minute sections and this is a young man who thrives in that kind of environment. So um, I think the best line was they asked him if he wanted to come out of the kids' club to see the glacier. And it, or did they, he want to come out of the kids' club for the day? And he said, 
is there going to be a kids club at the glacier? <laughs> right. He's enjoying it that much. So it, it's yeah. There's a lot of kids on this ship too. We heard over 600. Yeah, a lot of kids on the ship. Right. So that's good to hear. Yep. That he loves it. Are, are are offering up something for kids on this sailing as well. So we covered um, food. We've covered entertainment. Um, how about our stateroom attendance and sort of staff in general? Our guy's been great. He's kind of the perfect stateroom attendant. Uh, he, he's, he operates under the radar. He's not obtrusive at all. And it seems that we leave the stateroom for 15 or 20 minutes and we come back and it's done. Right. So right. I can't. He's very polite when I've seen him and very nice, but I think it's even better that he operates kind of out of sight. Right, right. He's not intrusive at all. He gets us what we need when we ask him. Uh, very polite. Everything has been going great. Um, go ahead, tell us about your state lieutenant, Tracy, before I move on to my next. Um, he's not the best I've had. He's not terrible. We found when we first got in the room, there were some cleanliness issues. There were a couple of things that Chris took care of before I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> Chris didn't want to get off the ship, did he? Yeah, he didn't want to have to change rooms and unpack, so he took care of them. So I wouldn't say he's stellar, but he's certainly not what I would call bad. He's not, I kind of tip, gratuities are prepaid for me, so I prepaid them before I got here, so I'm kind of thinking, I always start with, I wouldn't take money away from him, so that's a good sign. Right. And it's always like, would I give him extra? And at this point, he hasn't earned extra. Well, for everybody else, if you don't prepay gratuities, they just add them every they day. Add them, yeah, either way, you're kind of prepaying You're paying, paying them anyway. Whether you do it before you get here or whether you do it once you're on board, before they're adding leave, it to I would account. add to our stateroom. Yeah, absolutely. And I've heard some other people say that as well, yeah. some other friends that we're sailing with. They said the same thing. They felt like it was above and beyond. And the last time we cruised, we also felt ours was above and beyond. So I that's kind of my standard. There's some. I, I think John and I are easy. Right. I we don't think too. we're looking yeah. for a lot. I, yeah. don't, I don't think they're, we're looking for above and beyond. We're also not four people in a stateroom making a big mess right. that right. they have I to guess, clean up around. And I guess what I mean is that he's doing everything I right. need him to do and more. Yeah. So. I feel like every single stateroom attendant that works on any cruise ship has at least earned minimum daily. Oh my gosh, yeah. At least. Just the fact that you're going to come in my room and clean up after me, take my dirty towel... You easily, easily without your keep. E- doing anything, you've earned your you've earned your daily gratuity. He also asked at the beginning what kind of things we wanted, right. what we expected, yeah. and yeah, he's he's been wonderful. Do you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to tell ours that I didn't like towel animals. Oh, <laughs> so I still get those. And even though every time he comes back, I've dismantled it and throw them on the bathroom floor, he still makes me more. He figures this is the one she's gonna like. <laughs> I didn't. I never knew you should tell them you didn't like towel animals. I we just get animals. it. Do you? I hate them. You know what? You've got a lot of room. You can put a towel yeah, animal. We got when you're in an inside stateroom, but you can make a big towel animal. That's taking up valuable real estate. <laughs> I saw something today that I thought was a little unnerving. There was a cart full of towel animals. <gasps> oh, pre-made towel no. animals. I believe they're pre-made. <gasps> oh, that's that's oh. disheartening. Well, now you, I you definitely your, don't want it. I thought, thought he literally was standing there making it special for me. There was a cart of them being wheeled down the hallway. Mm. Wow. They must have towel animal staff. I think there's a towel animal closet somewhere. Factory. There's <laughs> people oh, locked in a, in a closet. Um, beyond the stateroom attendant. I will say this about the staff. There's an unusual phenomenon on this cruise in that the staff we've encountered sort of in the hallways mm-hmm. and going places all seem in a bigger hurry than we are. Yes. Like yes. on more than one occasion, Kevin's been bumped 
for a staff member who's been trying to get mm -hmm. past them. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very unusual. And it takes you aback. In your everyday life, you don't think nothing of exactly. it. Exactly. But you're used to a certain, and especially if you've cruised a lot, you're used to, if you're in a hallway and I'm passing a crew member, they will usually stop. They will acknowledge, hi, ma'am, how's your day? They will have a comment if they're getting on and off an elevator with you. It's just a level you've come to expect. And it doesn't happen on this ship. Wherever they're going, whatever they're doing, is considerably more important exactly. than what I'm doing. And, and they're moving at a much higher speed. And if you think about it, we have not really been traveling together on this cruise. We have We've not, not spent a lot I, of time together. And for both of us to have that experience separately kind of tells you there's it's kind of system mm -hmm. across the I ship. actually asked one of the dealers the other day, I said, you kind of survive on tips, right? <laughs> and she said, yes. I said, well... Maybe you should be nicer. <laughs> Let's talk about the casino. Obviously, what? that is one place where we do hang out together. Uh, <laughs> we have met up at the casino. Um, from a, a purely logistical layout uh, perspective, it's a perfectly fine casino. Sure. It's a little on the small side for yeah. my taste. I would like more machines. I would like more tables. It's also not but, the most current casino. No, right. it is not. It's very dated. Right. But it's certainly functional from a... But it's a, broken. You can't win in there. It is broken. There's something <laughs> wrong. It's broken. <laughs> yeah, it has not been good to us, this cruise. It has not. However, from a service level... We've had issues in the yeah. casino. Yeah. Um, we are all what you would call Club Royale members. Because of past play, you automatically get en enrolled in Club Royale, which is the casino. And in the past, their, lo their um, loyalty program was a little different. Now it's been tweaked a little bit. However, I called ahead of time and said, Kevin and I, were going to be on the sailing. Here's our stateroom number. We're going to be in the casino. I show up. The casino host has no idea who we are. I said, well, can I at least get the things I usually get as a Club Royale member? Oh, no, sir, I can't give you that until I check with the home office. Now, this was on Friday, and yeah. then we could have to wait till Monday. Right. And, that, and this is the weekend, and they won't get back to me until Monday. And it's like... Very, very, very off-putting. I, I, I don't want to come across as sounding that we feel we're entitled. No, but this we is know certainly not an entitlement issue. These are things that we have fulfilled certain obligations, <laughs> <laughs> which means losing money. Do you see the new ships they're building? Yeah, <laughs> it's because of what we've lost on previous ships. And when you're told that you are entitled to these certain things, and then ask for them, and then you're treated as if you're really stepping outside of your bounds here that I'm going to have to check to see if you're telling us the truth it's a little disconcerting I would say the worst cast member I experienced was the first night in the casino behind the cage as Ooh. I'm trying to get money out to the point where I literally said to him you know I'm trying to get money from you on my card that I'm paying for to then give it back to you back here at exactly. one of these machines right <laughs> like this is not you're not giving me a gift here you're, you're enhancing the ability I have to give you my money back. Right. And it was he was the rudest person that I'd wow. ever experienced. Wow, wow, wow. And because what they were doing on the ship in that way was ex very different than what they do on normal ships. And I was kind of confused by it and asking for an explanation. And it was more like, how dare you? Like, take it and go. However, I also want to say I lost my, key, my room key mm -hmm. yesterday. And I went down to guest services, and the man could not have been more helpful. Right. Yes. They literally yep. bent over backwards to make sure that I had everything I needed. Yep. And I, all I was asking for was a duplicate key because I lost mine. And he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, so I think uh, I think a lot of my stuff comes from the fact of how much we have sailed. Right. I don't know that the average person would notice a lot of what we're talking about. I agree. But I think we fall into the trap of comparing it to previous experiences, and we all worry about what if this was my client. And everything that happens to me, everything I experience, I instantly, I'm always on. I think right. Vegas is the only place in the world I go where it has nothing to do with work. Mm-hmm. But everywhere else I am, you always think about, how would my client see this? What can I tell a future client about this? Right. How can I better prepare them so that what happened to me didn't happen to them? And I think that's what we fall into all the right. time. But we also, I also think, too, we have this idea that if we are selling this to somebody and we're sort of representing this, we think they should have the best experience ever. Exactly. And when we don't have it and someone else might not have it, it's, it's almost yeah, it's like, oh, my gosh, what have I recommended to people? Well, right. then I also think then you have to think to yourself, how do I, how do I set someone else's expectations? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I feel like, you know, I got to go back to that embarkation. I go back to that embarkation in that port, and I think about the people who have joined us on this cruise, our group, and all of them going through that, and right. I think, what do they think of us? Right. <laughs> I have know? a question it's to ask you me. so far. Have, is, uh, is the cruise worth the money you paid so far? Me? A thousand percent. Oh, it's definitely worth the money that I, I mean, John paid. I was just going to say... <laughs> It's worth every penny. John every penny paid. that John paid for his. <laughs> I think we've done I think it is. Worth. I think it's good value. I will say that, and knowing the cost of, you know, of what my stateroom is, I got exactly what I paid for. I also think I don't. I, I hope people don't think we're being negative. No. I think we see these things, as you say, from experience, and I think if we can point out pitfalls that other people might experience, they maybe can find a way around I agree. or come in with expectations that. Right. And we've said that before. I think our most important role as travel agents is to manage our clients' expectations. And it's not necessarily, I mean, we do share our opinions as well, but you want people to know what to expect. If you know what to expect, if you know you're going to get the embarkation and it's going to suck, but there's going to be rainbows on the other side, you're going to get through it. Hold on. You're going to get through it. It's like if you're flying anywhere. Is there anything worse than an airport day? Oh, my God, no. You know, airport day, it's the worst start of your vacation. Think about it like your airport day. It's the same idea. I agree. And sometimes airport day and embarkation day are on the same day. Right. Yeah. And then you got a double whammy. That's right. <laughs> so fly in the day After the mustard drill, it all gets done. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to say specifically? Is there something we didn't talk about? I just want to say I've alluded a couple times to the fact of having special dietary needs. Um, I know some of you are probably saying, oh, I want you to talk more about that. We're going to do that on a future show. Um, I have this cruise. Um, Chris, and I, Chris, my husband, and I, we have a strictly vacation cruise coming up on Celebrity. Um, I've got a, a Disney coming up soon. So I'm going to – I'm really paying attention over the three lines, how each is handling special dietary needs. I think that's going to be fascinating. We'll do a future show on that, only talking about cruising and how I felt the different cruise lines handled it and maybe what I could, what I've learned and what I could do differently to help them help me, if that makes sense. I think that's going to be great. Yeah. That's going to be really good. People find that that useful. (laughs) It sounds dull. (laughs) Because it's not about you. It's not about me. (laughs) All right. How about you, Kevin? Is there anything specifically we didn't mention? I can't think of anything. Um... I think this is a great cruise. I I am, I'm happy with the ship. I There's been little weird hiccups. Chops doesn't know how to make baked potato. It's a different story. But I think it's little things like that. And 
I think once you overlook them, you realize that it really is a good yeah. experience. And none of them have added up to affect how we feel about the no, overall no. Yeah. no, no, no. Um, I'm enjoying... I won't say enjoying. I'm taking away certain things from my guest interactions this cruise. <laughs> there are some guests on this cruise who are extremely rude. However, there are other are guests... Are about people in our group? Yes, our group specifically. <laughs> Name names. No, <laughs> no, just in general. I mean, right. we've run into people on this cruise like incredibly rude, like yeah. you know, cutting in front of you and yeah. getting on the elevator. And then there are experiences that are wonderful. Right. Tell them about the young man in the elevator who you met. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Well, there's been a couple. Yeah. I need more information. All right, there's, there's two. two of them that I thought was going to... I got in the elevator the other day, and I was surprised. There was a seven... I'm going to guess he was 16 or 17, and he had his younger brother with him. And we were just riding up in the elevator, and he said to me, um, are you enjoying your cruise? Where are you from? Have you been to Alaska before? And I thought, well, usually when you've got a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old, he was incredibly well-spoken and very friendly and very polite. Um... It was just a really nice interaction. And then I had one who was just, uh, uh, we're traveling with someone who just celebrated her 75th birthday. And this man was, this young man was absolutely rude to her. And I had to be rude back. And But then yesterday we're on the, uh, we get on the elevator and there's a young kid, a 15-year-old. This is the one I'm talking about. an acoustic guitar. He's standing in the elevator with his guitar. And we get on and there are adults and there's us, and there's this young man. And of all the people, we get on, and we're high, high, high. The adults say nothing to us. They all look at their feet. Like, if they look at us, they might turn to stone. And I or asked we might him if he was playing guitar in the elevator, and he was just, he, he was such a personable young man. And Charming and yeah. nice, and we talked so, about going to the museum beforehand, and he saw the David Bowie exhibit, and how he was a David Bowie fan. So it's a very sort of strange dichotomy on this ship of I have found young people are are they're coming I don't know what it is but they're coming from a place of of compassion they want to talk to you like I can tell you I've had some very rude obviously I look a little different than you know I used to look and a lot of people look, you don't look I've Canadian. had people <laughs> I've had people be outright rude about mm -hmm. it I've had people say things that you couldn't imagine I've had people stare, um, and I've had... That's just Kevin. And that's just Kevin. <laughs> but yet, I've had kids who, who don't even give... Who, it was like, whatever, hey, that's cool. Yep. And then on... But I've met a lot of incredible young people on this sailing. And I've met... And I would say the most of the rude people I've met are even older. I yeah. said, at one point, I said to Chris, I can't wait till like, I get that age where I'll just say whatever I want and not care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happened a long time ago. Yeah. I get want, to that age. Not care about it. So, I mean, you know, I think it's like anything. You know, you'll see, you'll see the spectrum. You'll see the, you know, the rudest people you've ever met, and luckily, you still have the nicest experiences. I think that comes you've had. from putting this many people in a small space. I think so. I For think sure. so. Different people from different parts of the world, different parts of the country. I think that's the function of the. It yep. just you put that many people in a small space. Yeah. I think my biggest pet peeve on a cruise ship is elevator etiquette. Me too. Oh my gosh, I just want to stand there and do lessons. And I, I want to say to people, you're going to have so much more room on the elevator if you let the people on the elevator off. Right. If you stand in front of the door, the doors are going to close and I'm still going to be on the elevator. If you let people off the elevator, there's room for you. And I think that's my pet peeve. I agree. 
I think people should learn how to do it right, or at least my way. So we should start doing elevator lessons. Well, I'll take a floor. Yeah, we're and we'll like do a... elevator etiquette lessons. I'm we'll sure that a group I activity. think Valerie's already started. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go over Draw well. arrows on the ground explaining how it works. All right. With that note, I think we should end the show. <laughs> yeah, I think we've I think we've gone a little off. Before we can become Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> really. Um, thank you guys for taking time out of your vacation, for sitting with us on the balcony. Yes. Do you want to take your little pillow stool home? No. Yes, Tracy, Thank you little, for letting me cuddle behind you. A little tuffet. You're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. Uh, we truly appreciate it. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>